Good evening, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast, proudly part of the Athletic Network. It's late on a Sunday night, May 29th. We've jumped on the yard to give you our immediate reaction to the Heat Celtics Game 7. I'm Skeets alongside me, thanks to the power of technology tonight, Tass Mellis. Hey everybody, basketball is good. What's up, Tassie? We got the international man of mystery. Taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> what's wrong, Lee? What's going on? I don't know what's going on. If I, <laughs> I don't know if my garage band is working or not, but uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Okay, okay. Just uh, keep it together, Lee. We need you for a good 20 to 30 minutes here. Uh, and last, certainly not least, uh, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Uh, no Trey Kirby. He's probably probably on the dance floor right now at his sister's hopefully. wedding. Uh, hopefully it's still going at this point. Uh, but yes, got the four of us here tonight. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Comment away. Let's hear all your thoughts on this crazy Game 7, on this crazy series. And of course, the finals, which start on Thursday between the Warriors and Celtics. Email in your questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Get them in all week long. This Tuesday night, too, let's just get this out of the way. Big plans for the boys. We are hosting on May 31st, that's Tuesday night, around 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to host a live stream charity drive once again for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. We've got some cool giveaways. We'll have a whole bunch of LARFs. We're going to get Lee really drunk. That's my plan, at least. Uh, so that's from the Classic Factory on Tuesday night, uh, raising money for a great cause. And hopefully you can join us and maybe throw in a couple bucks. No donations yet. I'm a little surprised. Well, Last we haven't step. even asked for donations. Well, it happens, Skeets. We throw up the link. It's on Twitter. It's around. People have done it last year in the past. Donations have come up mm. early. It's, just, it's a nice little pick-me-up for us to get in the studio to see a donation or two so let's see them still at okay, zero well now zero, you're zero. asking now i bet we get them i like that we'll uh we'll make sure to to push that i didn't even know that was a possibility so yeah okay. let's get to Happy we got a lot of money to raise uh thirty thousand is the plan here so oh my god let's look at just let's bring this guy in here see maybe he's on the dance floor trey can you hear us can you see us yo 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 where are you <laughs> oh i'm sitting uh sitting in a late holiday living room right here i'll go what? Oh. I thought the wedding was today. It was. It was. I got back. I saw the last uh, one minute of the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you want to give us your quick take before we let you go to uh, <laughs> go to bed after a long day there? Go to the hole, Jimmy. Oh, oh yes. no. Yes. <laughs> wicked, wicked pull up. But uh, see you in Beantown, boy. All right. All right. Drake Kirby yeah, with a surprise appearance here. It looks yeah, like he's got get... a life preserver around his neck, but that looks like it's just a comfy chair. For... I can't even <laughs> see him. I don't even know how you're seeing him. Well, oh, you want me to go into the light, buddy? It's all right. There you go. There we go. Here there we go. you go. What a classic game seven. What a classic wedding. Uh, <laughs> streaming the game at the reception. You know, good stuff, good brother stuff. Anyways, um, enjoy the podcast. All right, all right, awesome. We'll <laughs> talk right. to you uh, to very soon. All right, yeah, you, uh, love you guys. See you. Take see care, you, man. Uh, see you Tuesday. Okay, awesome. Okay. Bye. <laughs> uh, nice little surprise there. I didn't think we were gonna get TK. It must have been a, I guess, a day wedding. Is that what happened? Yeah, early yeah. start yeah. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk basketball. Tass Celtics hold off the heat there. I mean, hold them off. 
in game seven to advance to the NBA finals. Uh, where do you want to start with this one? You want to start at the end? You want to start with the Jimmy shot there, taking the three in transition and not attacking Horford? What do you think? Well, just to fly through the first quarter. The first quarter is important in basketball. No matter what we say, no matter what happens throughout the regular season, they won the first quarter by 15 points. And the fast break points to start this game, the Celtics had, by my count, 13 fast break points in the first seven minutes of this game. And they were on... Uh, misses, makes, whatever. They were just going at the heat, and the heat weren't really ready in that first quarter, and that was the difference in the game. It sure seemed like until uh, the heat were able to put together an 11-0 run when everybody was kind of like, okay, this game is over from the 320 mark of the fourth quarter to the 52nd mark of the fourth quarter. That you know, two-and-a-half-minute span or so, wild 11-0 run, uh, smart shooting threes that were coming up uh, empty on the other end. And then that Max True stepped into the three and we had a two point game, a two point game with Jimmy coming down the floor, 20 seconds left on the clock. And he decided to go for the go ahead three as Trey pointed out, Jimmy go to the hole because why Al Horford was in front of him and he should be able to take big Al. Listen, I think he has issues with length and, uh, I think Al Horford would have done a great job swallowing him up. I think Al had an incredible defensive game. This why are you laughing with that uh, with that snort there, Lee? You, you think that's funny to say a guy has problem with length? Come on, man! I know it's a late night show, but this is basketball. Anyway, uh, I think he would. I think he would have dealt with him pretty pretty well. A few minutes earlier, he had to use his stiff arm to get Al Horford off of him. Oh, he's just trying. He just kept on coming jimmy he was coming the whole night he couldn't oh, stop coming and right uh, at the end he nearly uh these guys do a podcast after 11 oh, o'clock at on. night they turn into a bunch oh, of five minutes. anyway uh, i'm analyzing this perfectly from game from minute one to minute 48 uh we the the hold on did he take to... the pull up three in transition because he's like fuck it i've played 48 minutes of this game i'm not playing overtime i'm not tying this thing up let's no, end okay. it no i i think i well, mean that might be a mean, part of it I mean, yeah, he was tired by because he did a had a huge game, but I think also uh, that wasn't the, the his his uh, defender of choice by any means. Right. Uh, Horford should have had three blocks in this game. He he that that call at five minute mark. We'll get into the officiating. Should have gone the other way where Horford should have gotten an offensive foul. And yeah, maybe he he was tired, but I don't I don't blame him at all for for pulling up there. I don't think it would have gone any better. Uh, with everybody staying home on their guys, I think Horford did an incredible job. He only has two blocks in the box score. He should have had three. He had 14 boards. He was defending his freaking ass off. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind it, to be honest. Lee, what did you think of the Jimmy's shot selection there? Were you, were you surprised, I guess, that he didn't attack in transition with Horford? Uh, I was surprised the Heat actually were in the game still. I yeah, thought when yeah. it was out double digits there, all Boston had to do was make one or two shots. Marcus Smart basically tried to end the series himself with a three when he was wide open. He could have attacked and maybe gotten a high percentage look, but I think everybody, players included, we're going to not miss this series. This was not a fun series. It was a, it was an ugly sort of grindy series. We 
we had some incredible performances, but we had a lot of blowouts, and we just had not 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 a great series. No team really shot all that well, uh, and it wasn't anything that really ended all that well either. Jimmy just decided, why not? He may as well. They just didn't have anything else uh, offensively going. Obviously, Tyler Hero gave it a go there tonight. He clearly couldn't play. PJ no. Tucker, I don't don't remember seeing him almost at all there in the second half. He only Again, played 17 minutes overall. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, you're not you're not looking for PJ Tucker to score a ton, but in theory, if he's there on the court and he's in the corner, you can fire the ball to him. But Jimmy had done enough to earn that, like, why not? You know, go for the home run. If you hit it, great. You go to the finals. If you miss it, well, bad luck, you miss out. And in a series that they, they were kind of... I mean, they were kind of lucky to be in it, really, I thought, because uh, Boston should have put this away much earlier, but they just weren't able to do that. So there was a lot of thrusting by uh, Boston, some counter-thrusting by the Miami Heat here, but uh, ultimately the Celtics survive and hang on after, uh, you know, I mean, look, they were up 3-2 in this series and pissed their pants in Game 6. So they nearly did it here again in Game 7, but instead they just hang on. But uh, Jimmy was great. He did all he could. But Miami's Miami's offense, for me, at several times in this series, it just looked like, how are they going to generate consistent offense? It was either Jimmy or nothing. And tonight, I think it was largely the same. Jimmy had a pretty good game, but uh, no one else was really able to contribute enough to take the, uh, the load off his shoulders. Bam did some scoring tonight for the Heat. You Bam was good. That. I mean, he was okay. Yeah, 25 points overall, 11 boards. But yeah, it's a slog if they're not scoring in transition. And if Lowry is having a very bad game, I mean, he had a brutal game, I thought, for a good chunk of it. He sort of got unlocked a little <laughs> bit there late. Yeah. And of course, with all the flopping and trying to like grift and stuff. I mean, yeah, it was... It was a bad, bad Lowry performance. But well, how about uh, the, the the Tatum, what ended up being, I guess, the daggers, even though it got really close to us, those two shots, like the three on the side from Tatum uh, near the end of the shot clock, and then that fadeaway Kobe-like jumper uh, with like two seconds left on the shot clock when they inbounded it. Big, big baskets, obviously. And that's when everybody sort of thought, well, that, that might be it because those were huge shots in this game when you know they were desperate for a bucket. Incredible balance from the Celtics because Tatum didn't start off all that hot, but Jalen Brown was able to stem the tide whenever the heat came on. Uh, He was driving real, real hard, stopping the bleeding over and over and over again. And uh, they needed all those points because Tatum wasn't all that hot. And uh, Marcus Smart doing the same thing, even though, you know, he is going to be mocked for shooting a, a few threes there at the end that didn't go down. Uh, He was doing a great job slipping into the lane over and over. A great start to the third quarter when the Heat uh, were looking like they could take the lead there. And then midway through the fourth, hit a three. And then that mean drive. uh, Oh, he had a drive and then a floater across his body, which kind of stemmed the tide Mm -hmm. and and allowed uh, Tatum to take over for those couple shots there that you mentioned. So those three dudes, uh, in the end, 24-24 from Smart and Brown and 26 from Tatum got them over the line. They had enough balance and that worry about the Heat scoring enough throughout the series. Yeah, it, it came to fruition right here. Butler yeah. and Adebayo did have a good game. He he did go at the hole real hard, but yeah, Lowry was uh, cold to start and, uh, you know, threw his butt around to, to do some things and, and, <laughs> and yeah, that helped. Uh, I mean, they tried until the final buzzer. That, the, uh, that Max Struess uh, step into that three, he had a tip dunk when they were yeah. really, really dying for a bucket there. And so they, they tried to the end, but they didn't have the scoring to compare to the Celtics who stayed, they stayed poised. They really, yeah. really did. Yeah, I thought it was cool when you said the fast break points in the first half of the Celtics task. That paired nicely with like Udoka in like his pregame speech was all about like, yeah, let's play with some pace here. 
play a little free, play a little loose there, and really push it, and they did. And then in the third quarter of the Celtics, I thought their execution offensively was awesome because everything, there was a good stretch when they got the lead like back to 14. It was like all layups, free throws, or basically Marcus Smart three-pointers during that little stretch. And the ball was moving from Boston. I thought they were really trusting each other. They weren't, they weren't, you know, they weren't falling into, all right, Tatum, just bail us out. He did, like I said, in the fourth there on some big shots, but they, everybody was involved, I thought, in the third quarter, Lee. Yeah, they were, and uh, that was the quarter as well where uh, the Heat lost three points after Strews hit that yeah. three and it got taken off them. And then on the other end, there was the play where they called the 24-second violation, but Grant Williams got the ball and laid it in. And rather than just give the Celtics the ball, they counted the basket. So that's yeah. five points, and there was a four-point game in the end. So, uh, oh you know, yeah, get the conspiracy theorists onto that one. But uh, <laughs> it, it, the weirdest thing for me is, is on that Struce one, why they went and, and took that back, because I understand that that's the rule. But, I mean, surely through any game, that sort of stuff would happen all the time. I don't. You just don't see it sort of happen very often. But anyway, no. despite that... The Miami Heat only had six three-pointers for this entire game. They went yep. six for 30, and they missed uh, eight free throws as well. So in, in a game so tight like this, because Boston only went 11 for 32 from downtown, they also missed five th- free throws. It just shows how thin the margin is there for the Miami Heat. Now, you know, th- they didn't have a ton of offense, so they can't afford to give away so many extra points in those little situations like that. And uh, and Boston, I mean, look, they, they took advantage, but they certainly weren't convincing, uh, you know, in in the way that they close this game out. They had that double-digit lead pretty much, I would think, for most of that fourth quarter. But even still, Miami just had a, a little bit of hope there. So, oh, man, it was... Uh, <laughs> You're done with it this wasn't that ugly. Oh, yeah. it's like I you didn't think it was war. that ugly. I didn't think <laughs> I mean, it was... I it was hyper-competitive. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I mean, thought it had... was just some terrible shots out there from both teams and uh i mean look it's at the end of the seven games i mean they're they're sick of each other they're both sort of they mirror each other in the way that they play both defensively the stalwarts but i just it just i don't know it just felt like it was uh it's not a series i'm going i'm ever going to watch again in any way oh so you're saying when everybody's like man you know what i miss 90s basketball take me back to the (laughs) 90s uh you don't actually miss it all that much well like like, when you compare it to the way the warriors move the ball around and get open shots and you know the ball is just they're, they're making those rainbow threes and the ball is fizzing around that's great offense this offense from the heat wasn't it was it was like jimmy just loaded up and did a great job but he had to carry them and drag that team. And that's that was a problem. For the Celtics, they were better, but not super better. I mean, they, they still had to grind out their wins along the way. And uh, look, I, I, think, I, I just think Boston could have wrapped this series up a lot earlier. I think sure. they were, were terrible in game three. And then also in game six, they got very, very nervous when they had a chance to close it out. So, you know, fortunately for them, they were able to finish it off. But, um, you know, I mean, what did Miami, Miami must have hit? I'm going to quickly have a look at their three-point shooting for the series. But it's, oh, it's anyways, not good. No, it's not good. But anyway, yeah. when when it was at the end of the third quarter and it was 82-77, I was comfortable with that. You know, it's not it's not hardcore Eastern Conference basketball if it's 82-77. It's a step up. There's some score in there. <laughs> yeah. That could be a final score in in the 90s. Uh, I, I was fine with the with the way it flowed. Obviously, the Heat going forward, um, you know, need to find a little bit more offense Tyler Hero not playing and yeah, after the first half and being uh you know totally unhealthy not not playable really hurt them offensively uh, but you know it, we call it a you know a knock them drag it out type of series I was a little surprised you mentioned the, the the Tatum shots there with around the you know the 430 mark 
to finish it. The sidestep three, obviously, what are you going to do? That's Tatum's shot. But then the inbound, there's 2.8 seconds yep. left on the clock on the shot clock. Uh, it was reminiscent of Game Six, where 45 seconds left. Ball inbounded to Jimmy with two seconds left on the shot clock. He gets a pretty clean look. I, I thought that was just a little odd that Tatum got such a clean look mm-hmm. on Jimmy Butler that they didn't do something to, you know, at least get the ball out of his hand, scramble a little bit with 2.8 seconds left on the clock. So that dagger was a little surprising to me uh, that he was that open. But all in all, uh, a, a great performance by the Celtics. Hey, we got a close game. I, oh, no, I, no. I ain't mad. I know, I know, I know. It just got close there with that 11-0 run. Uh, that was very strange looking back. <laughs> no, it's true, it's true. It was like, wow, are they actually going to do this? They have a chance to tie or take the lead somehow with you know, 25 seconds to go. It's crazy. Um, I assume I, I turned the TV off right away as we got ready for this. Did Tatum get the uh, Larry Bird um, yes. Conference Finals MVP. They didn't give it to Butler. They didn't no, have the balls it, it, to give it to Jimmy. <laughs> it wasn't unanimous. Jimmy did get one vote. Um, oh, okay. And, and and let's have a little bit of quick trivia here in case you haven't seen it. But uh, okay, uh, this man was once the subject of a very long, unnecessary uh, Matt uh, Matt Austin gag in uh, in the WhatsApp chat. Well, Tim Bontemps. Ah, well done, Tassie. Oh, yeah. we, oh, we so know who voters. voted for Jimmy. Is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, he voted oh. for Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, not bad. Everybody many, else voted for how Jason many votes? Tatum. I think it was nine. I think is it, it nine? So it's yeah. sort of like the finals. Is that what yeah. we're doing with these things? Yeah, we got yeah. The, <laughs> the committee making these decisions. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey man, that Matt Austin long diatribe in WhatsApp. That was a Tim good time. Oh, that's what he used to say. Uh, so in the end, Draymond Green was right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Haslam has to take everything he said back. I mean. But he but didn't I mean, say Draymond, he, Draymond did not say the Celtics were winning no. in six. He didn't say that. He said they're going to the finals. We'll be playing that. But he was right. But but also, if I'm remembering it correctly, he, they said, "Who do you want to play?" And he he said, "It's not who I want to play, but I'm going to be playing the Celtics." It wasn't the, the bulletin board material of like, you know, they've got no chance, the Heat or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it, just, it didn't make sense because Shaq was saying, "Yeah, hey, give you, me the bulletin board oh, material. Yeah. Who do yeah. you want to yeah. play?" Yeah. Yeah. And then he eventually said, we're going to play. And then Jack's like, all right, yeah, that's what we want. But it yeah. wasn't what we want at all. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll start like, uh, you know, we have all week to really do a deep dive on the NBA finals and make our predictions and talk X factors. And, and can the Celtics, uh, you know, make it a series? I think a lot of people will be picking the Warriors. Uh, we have all week to do that. But we'll like, uh, you know, start giving our first thoughts a little bit later in the show here. But Wrapping up this game, any other notes on it? Uh, performances you want to illustrate, Tass or, or Lee? Um, or just straight up random observations from this one? Uh, well, I mean, uh, Kyle Lowry, you know, you look at the final box score there and, uh, you know, he, he is just the old man at the uh, at the pickup run these days, flopping and diving and dropping all over the place there. He got the one uh, offensive, fa- it was called a block originally on Brown and he got that overturned yep. to get a charge, which was a, a, you know, a classic bang-bang play. I had no idea if they were going to change that or not, and they did, a little bit surprised there. But then Kyle Lowry uh, also called a timeout because he kind of fumbled and stumbled the ball, flopping to try to get uh, the foul. I think it was on Grant Williams there, and he missed, and he stumbled, and he realized, uh-oh, I'm going to lose the ball here. And there was about eight and a half minutes to go, and it meant that the Heat only had one timeout for the re- remainder of that fourth quarter. So that was almost one of those ones where his his own flopping and stuff almost cost his team there because uh, they'd just used the timeout prior to that 
I think to challenge the call, so which is dumb, and they brought that up on the broadcast as well. If you challenge and it's successful, you still lose your time out. I mean, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, so uh, look, Kyle Lowry, he fought and he scrapped. Uh, again, he probably wasn't one hundred percent healthy for uh, for most of this series, but you know, he's a he's a fighter and he's a warrior, and he, and he and he gave everything he could. He just doesn't have the same power that he had in uh, in his Raptors prime days. Yeah, I'll ju- I'll just throw in there. It is astonishing that we still don't know the rules. I'm I'm serious. We don't know the rules of an NBA yeah. game. Uh, but yeah, the Struess three was called back. I suppose because it fit the criteria of this very very specific rule here that I'm reading, and I, I assume is correct. Uh, the, the 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 rule requires that the shot immediately is followed by a guy stepping out of bounds. That's the only time you can bring back points. Like the guy has to be stepping out of bounds, then shoot the ball. It can't okay. be like an alley oop okay. that's wiped off because a guy passes it in. So. Where the hell did this rule come from? Apparently, it was called earlier this season as well. Uh, but yeah, two and a half minutes later of game time, a uh, uh, three that's wiped off the board. And and even as the, uh, well, I, I should add on to that one. It's not even clear if he stepped out of bounds. I was just going to say that. Did that he step out? Because uh, the one angle we saw, it sort of looked like his heel was high. Yeah. I went, I went, mm. I went, and and I scanned, baby. I put, I put it up. I like you can you can make the argument either way. It's uh, it's the black and blue dress versus the gold and white dress. I mean, it's, <laughs> it goes. It's literally. I mean, they may have had another look at yeah, it. Yeah, that's what angle, my gut says. But I don't know. I don't know because it's like his, he- his heel sort of hovering. Anyways, and then that other one that, that Lee mentioned earlier, we don't know the freaking rules because, yeah, the shot clock went off, even though it shouldn't have. It went into the hands of Grant Williams as, as the shot clock went off and he put it up. David Guthrie, one official's tapping the head. Oh, yeah, that's a violation. Uh, and, uh, you know, they come in and they said, well, it shouldn't have, it should have been reset should, yeah, yeah yeah uh so you know let's just give him the just point give it to him yeah, uh, was, yeah. but it was weird why don't they just usually they would bring it out of bounds like if it wasn't such a bang bang call it would be out of bounds to the celtics i imagine but yeah, they what's just also weird about flying with by the seat of their pants i could see like. on the screen that it touched the rim and there's three refs on the court and they missed it that yeah that the, the rim literally like bounced uh, yeah <laughs> it was yeah it strange. jiggled yeah uh, really, really weird. So you thought this was a bit of an ugly game, bit of an ugly seriously. Uh, yes. Was it just as rough as Van Gundy's voice uh, oh, in this yeah. one? Well, when we hear, heard that Mike Breen was out with COVID and then you hear Jeff Van Gundy, yeah. I'm like, I, I would have thought ESPN would have just said, you better take the night off as well here. Let just uh, Mark and uh, and Mark, jo- or Mark, and Mark uh, do the call there. <laughs> Uh, because yeah. Van Gundy, not only like you can be asymptomatic, which apparently Mike Breen is, but Jeff Van Gundy sounded low on energy as well tonight. He, he sounded yeah. like he was giving everything. So I was a little surprised that we heard him uh, for the entire game. But I guess he's negative. I guess they would have tested him and, he, and it would, would have come so. back negative. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, Mark Jones filling in, like you said, for Breen there, who's in uh, health and safety protocols with COVID. But Van Gundy sounded real mm. bad on the call. And you're right. He was like, his energy was yeah. very low for of Van Gundy uh I did love Mark Jackson at one point I don't know why I wrote this in my notes he just says I'll tell you what I love Jalen Brown (laughs) (laughs) and he he said it like three or four times and Uh, I love Jalen Brown and he had a great game you know again 24 points 8 of 15 you know got to the line knocked down seven of them uh at the line after obviously uh struggling at the end of game six missing two big ones but uh yeah Mark Jackson big fan tass of uh of Jalen Brown. Whoa, I got the fireworks going off like crazy over in uh, 
my neck of the woods here. I don't know if you guys can pick that up. Oh, if it's an American holiday weekend, you know it's popping off the day before, the day before that, the day before that. Yeah, Yeah. week week straight. Hey, listen, I appreciate JVG. He's a gamer just like Jimmy Butler, battling through a seven-game series, playing until the final buzzer. (laughs) uh, Looking at Jimmy Butler's postseason run here, it's better than his finals run. He had four 40-point games. He had 82 here combined in his last two games. And even though they made the finals and he had a 40-point game against the Lakers, this is better. And uh, I respect Tim Bonteps in that vote uh, for uh, Jimmy Butler. That's uh, that's an incredible performance, man. Incredible, incredible show looking back here. This I was, is, this I was is, like this surprised is... he had 24 points at the half. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah like, it was kind of quiet. How did he have 24 at this point? Yeah. Go ahead, though. Sorry. But, well, this, this is the award that you can throw away your vote, really, because it's not the <laughs> real one. It's like, it's like, I mean, you know, Hubie did it in the finals, of course, with Freddie Van Vliet. But, yeah, uh, yeah. conference finals, the Larry Bird trophy, you can say, all right, I don't care. I just think Jimmy was better and uh, give it to him. No one's really going to care. One of my uh, other favorite moments from this game, I actually uh, grabbed the screen grab of it, um, was Spolster's reaction to Oladipo uh, yeah. taking a deep three attempt at mm. the end of the third quarter, getting a little too cute with it. Here's Spo. Yeah. Great yeah. reaction shot. I mean, very, very memeable here, Lee. You can have yes. some fun with this one, I feel like. Uh, how open and honest is Eric Spolstra, though, every time he has his uh, interview, too, between quarters? At the end of the third quarter there, he was so, like... Just got to stay in the moment. We're not too bad, all things yeah. considered. Yeah. I like where we're at. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's just the opposite of Popovich. And, he, and he's been there, you know, what, 15, 16 years now in Miami. But uh, he's, uh, you know, you can see why they love him, though, in Miami. Because he's just, he does breathe that that heat culture and that, you know, they're calm, they're composed. No one's getting too crazy here. We're still in this. And, uh, and they nearly pulled it off. But... Uh, He's yeah. a little too a little too locked in on those interviews. I think if I'm the interviewer, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're uh, you're just uh, staring a hole right through me. He's but intense. he is he's yeah. ready. He's ready for the moment. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on on a on a game seven here on a Sunday night uh, that was <laughs> got a lot closer than we thought it was when it mm-hmm. looked like there was like three minutes to go. Um, I, I I believe the the Heat never led. Uh, if I have in that this game. correct. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's ever happened for the home team in a game seven in NBA history before. They never wow. led the game. The Heat lost three home games in this series. Yeah. As the number one seed. That's pretty yeah. crazy. I mean, look, the Celtics went through the Nets, Bucks in seven and now Heat in seven. Like, what a run here. I mean, mm. we should say this. Super happy for Al Horford. That was pretty, you know, he's going to his first finals. Yes. Ever. You guys played longest, a long time. Longest, uh, longest guy, most playoff games without going to the finals. Yeah, so well right. Done. It's over 140 at this point, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and, yeah. yeah, and Chris Paul, I think, had had that maybe. Obviously went to the finals yeah. last year. So that was cool. And, you know, again, uh, we'll, we'll take a break here in a second and start like giving our first thoughts on it. But sort of cool that Tatum is getting here finally over the hump. You know, Tatum and Brown, really. But uh, as those like young star players who have been to many conference finals – Played in many game sevens, and they finally get there. So so that's pretty cool. I mean, I had the Heat in seven. I don't really care who ultimately is going, because I don't think either of these teams are going to beat the Warriors at this point either. But let's talk about that after the break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. All right, back here on a Sunday night. Well, two minutes until it's Monday as we creep up to uh, midnight here. Somebody have their computer on or something or a TV on or something? I'm hearing something. No? Lee, are you sure? I, I can check hear your it. tabs. Okay. I can, he- right. I can hear it, but it's, it's not me. <laughs> I just see JD smiling in the background. All right. Uh, maybe it's me. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Quick finals preview here. Again, we got all week to do this. We are taking tomorrow off. I will say that. It is Memorial Day here in the States. It's a holiday. That's why we're jumping on late on Sunday night. But we'll be, of course, back in the Classic Factory on Tuesday. And then we got the Charity Drive on Wednesday and Thursday and on. But, Lee, you know, let's start talking about it a little bit here. Um, like, what's your like first reaction with Warriors Celtics game one on Thursday night? Well, the Warriors will be pretty happy that it did go to seven games uh, because uh, they get now the extra rest advantage, I think, over the Celtics. The Celtics are going to go home first, fly out there, and you just have to wonder about that team, how healthy those guys are. Robert Williams, is he healthy? He looked like he was a little bit struggling there tonight. But uh, overall, I think uh, Golden State just has so many advantages. They're playing their best basketball of the season. Clay Thompson just coming off a very, very nice series himself against the Mavericks, a pretty comfortable uh, victory for everyone. They've got to be feeling good. They've got all their players uh, healthy and active and playing well. And they've got the ability to really match, I think, whatever Boston can throw at them. I think defensively, they've got guys, you know, some of the younger guys who we saw, uh, you know, Guys like Jonathan Kaminga, he's going to get a few minutes on some of the guys there for the Boston Celtics. They're going to get out there and run. And uh, Golden State, I mean, they have every advantage, I think, right now. So things are looking pretty good for them. Uh, as I say, I mean, the, the biggest thing is for the for the uh, Warriors, they've been here before, they're experienced. And Clay Thompson, who obviously missed the last two and a half years and had spotty moments when he did come back this season, seems to have sort of found his form at the right time here. So um, if I'm Golden State... Uh, I would be pretty excited for this final series uh, starting on Thursday at home. Yeah, what do you think, Tess? Well, uh, hey, we have to cop to our mistakes. I do believe that was me with the uh, the volume there. Listen, I wanted to uh, throw out the charity drive link uh, in the stream team. I did that, but while doing so, I opened up my YouTube app, and I I did have a low volume going. I couldn't hear it while we were talking about it because I've got headphones on. So uh, that's all me. Okay. That's all me. All that Thank to you. say, and I'm Lee, just... I would like to apologize for saying it was you. I take well, it back. Look, I mean, I was wondering. I was checking. I was checking everything. I was like, <laughs> you, you were pretty sure it was you. <laughs> I, I was like, it's uh, this could be me. I'm having real troubles with Garage Band here tonight. I'm not quite sure what's going on. I'm not sure if my mic's working or anything. So I'm like, it's probably something I've got running. But I was closing tabs left and right, and I was like, I don't think it's me actually now. All right, we found yeah. the culprit. It must have been yeah. Tass that farted in the van in Vegas, too. Okay. I'm going <laughs> yes. to put that on you. Uh, all right, go ahead, Tass. Finals, what do you thought? 
Well, yeah, uh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready to analyze this series yet. Mm. I mean, we've got days of shows to do. Uh, can the Celtics keep up defensively with this Warriors team? Are they ready for that? Um, I don't I, like watching them against this Heat team. They were absolutely ready for every possession. Uh, yeah, I mean, smart on Curry. I imagine a lot of the time it's going to be some chasing around, but. Uh, I think, yeah, the Warriors have too... It feels like they have too many weapons. It feels the way they're at the peak of their powers. Steve Kerr talking about these last couple days. Uh, I'm not sure of the exact word he used, but, you know, something to the effect of a blessing that he had. they had these days off that uh, they don't have to fly until, uh, you know, Lee and, and Trey are flying to Boston. They're, they're, they've been home for a long... are going to be home for a long time. Uh, and so, yeah, they've, they've, yeah, they've got the... The rest part of it, I think that helps. They're playing their absolute best. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, the Celtics, I feel like sometimes, even though at the end of games they kind of seemingly let up, uh, I feel like they've, you know, been in so many tough games throughout these series. You, you mentioned, you know, the Nets and now back-to-back 7-7 seven and seven with the Bucks in the Heat. Maybe developed a little bit of uh, resiliency for 48 minutes that the Warriors haven't really had to go through. Like, if this series goes longer, I mean, I'm just trying to find positives here for the Celtics because, you know, the Warriors have taken care of business um, pretty quickly here. But there's a reason for that. The Warriors are the favorites. I'm likely to pick the Warriors. Uh, but just having watched the Celtics, you know, I, I think they'll be able to stick with uh, the Warriors' offense and, and, you know, produce offensively like no other team that they've faced so far oh yeah i mean how shocking is it going to be the celtics defense from going against what the heat and what they uh really can't do in a half court setting for the most part to then the yeah. warriors and what they do and like you said lee how they move the ball and just having more shooters and more playmakers and stuff like that that's that's going to be maybe a bit of a shock to the system but they're a great defensive team and i'm sure they'll figure it out maybe adapt as the series goes on lance brings up a good point in the stream team here uh, glad both teams have plenty of time off. It has been a physical playoffs. I mean, you're right. We're saying the Warriors have the advantage of more time off, but the Celtics are going to get at least three. I know they have to fly and stuff like that, mm. but uh, they get three clear yep. days here uh, until we play on Thursday night. So that is good. They obviously need it. Uh, I think we could all use it at this point. So that is uh, <laughs> great stuff. Uh, well, you need it, Lee? You need a little bit of a break? Oh, no, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. But I, I just, you know, like say, you, you're in Miami after a you know, tough game seven. You fly back to Boston. I mean, by what, you know, tomorrow afternoon, you know, you're sort of, uh, you're still probably recovering a little bit. Then you've only got Tuesday. You fly out Wednesday, play Thursday. Like, it's not that much That's time true. really for Boston when you're going, you know, again, cross country for this uh for this, but uh, but you know, look, they're youngish too. I mean, apart from Al Horford, everyone else is, uh, you know, on the on the younger side of uh, what twenty five, probably. I mean, what's Tatum and Brown definitely are. Marcus Smart's probably about that. So, and they're not going to make any excuses. But uh, I, I just de- definitely think for the first game and, and the first two games, it's going to certainly favour Golden State. But I, I think Boston uh, have deserved. They've played. You know, they they destroyed Brooklyn, so they've had a tough series. Well. Wasn't a tough series, but in theory, it was a tough series going against Kevin Durant. Then they did uh, beat the Milwaukee Bucks, who I certainly had as the favourite to, to make the finals and probably win the championship. And then uh, and then they go up against another tough team like Miami. So they're, they're certainly battle tested. And um, I know you talk about that, Skeets. You think that's that helps you because you're like, yeah. hey, 
we haven't had any we haven't had any easy series right now we've had some, we've had three really tough ones so we know we've got another tough one to go so you're going to Boston for games yes. three and four. I mean, Tess slipped that in. That's the plan, right? You and TK are going to head up there. We're booked and uh, ready to go. So uh, we'll be Love in it. Beantown on uh, on on the seventh. Uh, okay. Games on the eighth, and then uh, the games on the tenth, I believe. So we'll be there, and uh, we'll be uh, out and about in the city, and hopefully we'll see some Beantown boys and uh, have some fun. Okay, yes, the Beantown boys and the Beantown girls. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, Lee and Trey Kirby there when it when the finals makes its way back to Boston. But uh, yeah, I guess it goes, what, we got Thursday game one, Sunday game two, mm-hmm. and then not game three until Wednesday, and then the Friday. So that's sort that's of like right. the, the quick turnaround there uh, between uh, three and four with both of those games in Boston. Um, Lee, mm. any thoughts on the Lakers uh, hiring Darvin Ham? Tass and I already talked about it on a podcast. Did you have uh, any thoughts we're sharing here on a, on a late Sunday, early Monday morning? Well, I'm glad uh, Darvin Ham gets a chance. Uh, he's yeah. been an assistant coach for, for over a decade here. And uh, look, as always, when a coach finally makes a step from assistant to head coach in this case, you know, every player out there is, is, is very happy. Like LeBron James is even saying he's happy to have Darvin Ham there. So, so far, everyone's very, very excited to have him there. And uh, I just hope, look, your first head coaching job after all that time is to the most glamorous franchise in NBA history, but it's engulfed in chaos at the same time. And you've also got a, a, a legend who's, you know, in the in the twilight of his career. You've also got a young player who's very, very good, but he's also injury prone. So I just hope Darwin gets a fair chance here. And I mean a good sort of three seasons at minimum. To well, have signed a, a real... four-year deal, which is good. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really doesn't mean, mean anything, last, though, because, but, yeah. you know, like Mike, uh, uh, David Fisdale, I think, you know, he was out after a year in, uh, in New York there in five games. And so the Lakers, we know the ex- expectations and the pressure is going to be there from day day one but I just hope that the front office and the players and the coaching staff and everyone in there in Los Angeles gives him a fair chance here because um, you know one if you go to a team and you get fired after the first season that can affect potential other jobs down the road Mm -hmm. and and, and especially for a black coach I think that's another thing we've seen throughout NBA history is that it's just a lot harder for black coaches to get a first chance and so you hope that Darwin gets a chance here and, and a real opportunity to put his stamp on the team. You only have to look at a situation like Imo Doka this season. I mean, when they were under 500 at around the uh, turn of the year, it was, you know, maybe it was like there was already whispers about Imo Doka getting, uh, yeah. you know, if, if he would be on the hot seat at some point. He hasn't been and, and he's turned it round. But again, when you're coaching the Los Angeles Lakers, there, there's no grace period here. You don't get 50 games to sort of figure things out. You have to be good from the start. But he can only succeed if he has the entire support of everybody there who has hired him and been involved in that process. So I wish him all the best. It's a, it's a fantastic opportunity. He's earned it. And uh, I really look forward to seeing how he can go out there and impact the Lakers and see if he can just get better results. I mean, again, you've got this whole thing with Westbrook. Who knows what's going to happen there? You've got LeBron, who's good. Don't have draft picks. You've got a lot of other guys who are sort of like, what are we doing with this guy and how old is this guy? So there's tons of work there to be done. But uh I, I'm excited that Darwin finally gets a chance. Yeah, it's weird because it's like, what's the expectations for the Lakers next year, Tess? Like, you have LeBron, and if you have a healthy AD, then people are like, well, you should be winning a title. But the truth is, <laughs> that's probably far-fetched maybe at this point uh, because one, AD is never fully healthy for an entire season, and LeBron is, I mean, LeBron is still LeBron, but at a certain point, it's like, can he do it for 82 games and then another 16 in the playoffs when you have a weird roster around him? I 
So I just think the expectations with the Lakers are they're so out of whack always, right? It's like championship, or some people are like, it's amazing they're even in a play-in game. So it's gonna be weird. Yeah, and usually the coach will have a quick hook if he doesn't meet those expectations. But maybe we're going through a different era of the Los Angeles Lakers, considering they hired Darvin Ham, not the flashiest signing that they could have made. Mm-hmm. Usually they go flashy, so that's a change. They're not trading away whatever draft picks they have so far to give away their future to appease Braun. And the expectations can't be a championship for this team. So uh, if Darvin Ham is signed this year where, where the expectations yeah, have to be you know, in hopes to be a good team. I mean, how how can you fire them unless they, you know, are you know, 13, 14, 15th in the conference? So I think this could be a different era for the Lakers. Don't sign the flashy coach, but sign the guy who deserves it, who, who uh, needs a couple of years with this roster and uh, will actually get some time to try and make it work. It's, it's, this, is a, this is a very different type of hire for the Lakers. So that's a good sign, I think, for them. All right, well, let's start wrapping up here. But before we go, some Tweet of the Night fun. Man, the fireworks are going crazy here. After midnight, ballsy. You know, what's the, what's the, what's the ruling on that, Lee? How do you feel about that? You know, it's a little late after midnight, no? Yeah, but I'm used to it now, so. Oh, this... okay. What are you going to do? Go out there and start screaming? Hey. I'm going to go say something. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> hey, where, okay. how's, how's your dog, though? How's, how's Luna doing coping with it all? Thankfully, she is not bad with uh, fireworks. Mm. Yeah, you hear a lot of horror stories about, uh, you know, obviously some dogs with them. But, yeah, she mm. doesn't seem to care. She's, in theory, sleeping right now. All right, tweet of the night. Um, this is a random one, okay? It's from at KSL Sports. Retweet to wish Joe Ingles good health after his lunch. Prayer emoji, laugh emoji, sandwich emoji. So then this links to a, an article about this because that's a weird tweet. But yeah, you see the title of the article. Joe Ingles eats at sandwich place Gordon Hayward got sick from. So <laughs> this is a great story and some great tweets because Ingles had his own tweet. But Former jazz forward Joe Ingles, he tweeted this weekend that he finally ate at the sandwich place that former teammate Gordon Hayward got sick from during the 2017 playoffs. I don't know if you guys remember this at all. I, like, vaguely remember him uh, trying to go in the game and then missing it because of food poisoning. But prior to Game 4 versus the Clippers, uh, he ate at this local sandwich shop, which he wouldn't name, you know. He would not bury the business, Gordon Hayward. Uh, but he got food poisoning, and he was battling the effects of an illness all day on the on the game day. He was getting fluids, I remember, leading up to the hours, leading up to tip-off there. Uh, and he started, but he had to leave in the second quarter due to this uh, food poisoning. But Joe Ingles, so Joe Ingles had voided this place. Uh, he's, he's with the Blazers now, but he still lives in Utah. Yeah. He's obviously been there for a very mm. long time. Uh, and he said like he had avoided this place for like eight years since he'd lived there. But he finally went, and by all accounts, he's not getting sick right now, or he's not on the crapper or something like that. So, mm. I don't know. Have you ever had food poisoning, I guess, is uh, the spin-off question from this, Lee. Yeah, of course I have. I remember the story in Damascus, in Syria. Yes. Where I was, uh, I I was, I was uh, bed-bound for a good 36 hours. I only had, uh, dude, where's my car to keep me company for those uh, 36 right. hours. And, uh, oh, my God, I laughed and laughed and laughed at that movie, and, 
felt I, I literally could not get out of bed except I had to when I went to the restroom. That was the right. only time I could go there, and it was awful. But so it was you're hilarious. in Syria. Was, you got yes. food poisoning from from eating something, and yeah, just in your hotel room, you were just watching. Dude, where's my car? Because that was the only thing. <laughs> that was it was just on repeat for some reason, and I so I watched it just over and over and over, and he kept laughing, and I couldn't believe I kept laughing at it. Uh, but yeah, I turned up, I was in Damascus. I'd been there for one day, had a great meal. And then the next day I was like, I, I want to be a local. I want to eat from the street, you know, like the locals do. And uh, I went to one of those, you know, where you see where they do the big carving off the side. And I said, yep, give me that. It was beautiful. Tasted great. Right. Went home, woke up in the night about three o'clock. And I was like. <laughs> oh, no, that's the other sub. No, that's, <laughs> that's how it works at about, uh At about three o'clock in the morning, I was just like, oh, it just tore through me absolutely <laughs> tore through me <laughs> dude I just, where's I my pepto <laughs> oh yeah i went and got some imodium yeah one of the people i was with went and got me some and i just guzzled that I, I had probably 25 of those tablets so i was just like get them into me mm-hmm. and wow. uh wow. yeah hope Oof. you had some dude wipes dude <laughs> well i had to yeah. catch a bus to uh aleppo like uh the you know the day or so after every time that bus went over a bump i was like right. oh, oh boy oh, oh. <laughs> oh god that's a nightmare right there i'm, I'm not gonna yeah. lie it's one of those stories at the time i was like just like i'd rather have been dead but now it's like yeah oh, i'm glad i made it through you know okay. <laughs> uh and what about you tass ever had uh, a bad case of food poisoning anything ever no. tear through you no not really oh. i mean uh i mean i kind of feel like i have like a mild one coming on right now because i'm in a garage uh, and I'm sweating my butt off here oh. at midnight. I have the decency to turn off the air conditioning during a show. Nice. Pat myself on the back so it's not loud. I might play a YouTube video during the show <laughs> so the mic picks it up, but I will never play an air conditioner. Never say never. Sometimes I do. Uh, but I was too dumb to turn it on before the show. So I have some uh, some major knee pit sweats right now. I am, oh. I am wet. It is hot in Atlanta, even though it's midnight. Uh, it's quite hot. Uh, what about JD, you? JD's outside, right? Well, I was just going to say, yeah, let's yeah. bring him in here. Uh, are you outside, JD? Yes? Yeah, man, yeah. I'm outside. Technology. <laughs> it's beautiful out here, Taz. Yeah, you got I a know. glass of wine? I got my, I got my Guinness right oh, here. Look it's at Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I've had some pops today. I'm not going to lie, guys. Oh, you do. You do seem... <laughs> You seem uh, in a much better mood than you usually are yeah. when you do these shows. It's true. <laughs> You're smiling. You should just get drunk and do the show outside every day. Uh, have you ever had food poisoning, JD? <laughs> Not really, no. I've got no. Uh, pretty famous for my iron gut. Like, <laughs> That's good. Well, no... you, were, you were brought up on Guinness, though, weren't you, JD? <laughs> oh, yes. Right in the bottle, my mother put it. And so I've never had food poisoning. So that's, that's a tip for you parents out there. Uh, but, in the but you may have, we're not 100% sure, you may have gotten bit by a spider recently and your foot did some oh, yeah. things. Uh, Rachel is 100% sure it was a some sort of bite, a spider bite. Wow. Weird. On your Very foot. Very weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I thought I sprained my foot or something or I hmm. tore a muscle or something. Swole up. It was totally swollen. Couldn't get my shoe on yesterday. Went bowling. Couldn't get the shoe off. I put it on. It's feeling okay. I put it on and I just couldn't get it, the thing off. Wow. So it was a bad Amazing. day yesterday, but yeah. And it just sort of like, you can almost see where the bite is oh, when you, you look closely. Yeah. yeah. 
Weird and creepy. It's because you're sitting That's outside, why I'm outside at my night house. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. It's in that. The, the spider is inside. That's oh. the problem. Jeez. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Stay outside. Stay outside. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's call it there. Hey, Clarence, we'll throw this up for you. He's jumping in here. Let's go, Boston. Clarence is a Beantown boy. Uh, so there you go. Good luck to your team here in the finals on Thursday. So no show tomorrow or really today here on mm. Monday. We're going to grill it up. We're going to hit the pool. You know, we're going to have all the fun uh, down here in the States and really take the day off. We'll be back in the Classic Factory on Tuesday, though, at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, everybody getting bit by spiders. Uh, so don't wear your thongs, Lee. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll be back there on Tuesday. We'll have the charity drive. Again, that's just a reminder, May 31st. Uh, Tash shared the link. We'll start tweeting that at everybody. If you want to start donating now, please get at it. we got a lot of money to raise or try and raise on Tuesday night. Uh, that'll be from the Classic Factory, too. So we got a lot going on on Tuesday. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We'll definitely be hitting the beach at some point this week. Maybe you got NBA Finals-specific questions. That'd be a fun podcast right there. Send them in. Nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at Inc. And get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Thank you so much to the stream team for joining us uh, very late here uh, after Game 7 for this immediate reaction podcast. We really appreciate it. Hit the like button. Subscribe to No Dunks. Uh, and yeah, join us on Tuesday morning back in the Classic Factory. All right, J.D., Let's uh, let's 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 wrap this up. We can give another Guinness or two in you, and uh, and then you got the whole day off tomorrow. Though that'll be a lot of fun. Till then, until we see you on Tuesday, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, enjoy your Memorial Day. Enjoy your uh, your Monday if it's just a regular Monday. But do celebrate it like JD or like Trey, who's in a great mood. If you noticed, he told us he loved us there off the top. Love you guys. I, Tell somebody you love them here on Monday like Trey did. It's a great idea. Embrace the day, people.